You ready? Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Now that you're like a pro podcaster. Hardly. <laughs> you're doing great. Okay, so we're back here with Kate Hart of the Whole Nurse Soul, who is also my dear friend, a soul sister, chosen family, blah, 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 whatever you want to insert there. <laughs> um, still here in Boulder. We're nestled back up in her meditation room. This has been the spot that we've felt the most free to just, I mean, we always have these like amazing in-depth conversations, but there's really something sacred about this space and sharing it with you guys and being able to record vulnerably and honestly about whatever it is that we want to talk about. And today that is what Kate does for a living. Um, she's a holistic nutritionist and she's going to break down so many good nuggets. I have learned so much from her when it comes to just intuitive eating and, um, the mind body connection with food, um, not looking at food as good or bad. And, um, I'm also one of her newest clients. So without further ado, Kate, hi, welcome back. Great to be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So let's just dive in and go ahead and let people know what it is that you do. So share this in great detail, your philosophy, who your clients are, what holistic nutrition is. Yeah. One, two, three, go. <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> um, so yes, I am a holistic nutritionist. I really look at um, food and healing in a really holistic way. I think that their food is medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really powerful. It's very healing for all of us in many different ways. Um, and I work with people one-on-one. I do, um, group client work with kids. Um, so my, ironically, the, my age range of my clients is nine to 65. That's a wild <laughs> range. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love to work with people and help them really tune into themselves and, learn how to tune into their true self and their body and work on that mind-body connection to really learn to slow down and to really listen to what our bodies are telling us because they're incredible. They never lie. Um, But we often just are moving too fast and don't take time to really tune in and listen. Mm -hmm. And when we do, we can learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I help people from a holistic perspective through food and lifestyle and spirituality to learn how to better tune into themselves and live most optimally. How did you get into this? So I've always loved cooking, loved food. Um, I like some of my favorite childhood memories were with my mom in the kitchen, like growing Mm -hmm. up cooking Mm -hmm. and watching her work magic, um, which is lovely. And I really, I love to cook as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mini Lenny. Yeah, Minnie Lenny. <laughs> Minnie Lenny loves to cook and entertain and to host. Um, and then when I worked at Cisco Food Service, I learned a lot about food and our whole agriculture system and factory farming. And what was the biggest like thing that you heard or took away from there where you were like, what the actual? So I had to go to a Tyson um, chicken training. Okay. And we got, you know, it was this whole big sales meeting and it was all about this new product and it was called the tender press chicken breast. And it was a four ounce chicken breast that was literally pumped full of who knows what, and then put through some sort of machine that smushed it and like pressed it out so that your four ounce chicken breast would have look more like a six or eight ounce chicken breast (gasps) and would give you better plate coverage and you'd be able to drive more profit with each plate. And I just remember leaving that meeting being like, this is not food. Like, I can't believe that I am being given 
like a cut sheet and a piece of POS to bring into restaurants to pitch this in this way, mm. that this is such a great product and you're going to drive mm. so much profit from it. And mind you, Kate's not a vegan, so she's not like oh, no. out against me. <laughs> I think that's it was like I just had never like I remember I just never knew yeah you know like in college when I go grocery shopping I was like whatever chicken's chicken right yeah like I was very naive in that way and yeah and I just learned in a really interesting way like what was actually in the grocery store and how disconnected we are from what's in the store and or wherever we're getting it and like what's on our plate and how it gets there. Mm. So that was extremely eye opening for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, I learned a lot there. And so then I, um, just got really curious about Mm -hmm. all of it and became way more, um, in tune and just paying more close attention to where anything that I was going to eat came from. Mm-hmm. So I did go vegetarian after leaving Cisco for like three years. Yeah, which I don't blame you when you're like seeing things like that. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. They carried organic produce and yeah. um, poultry and grass-fed beef and everything else. But, you know, unfortunately in this day and age, a lot of the restaurants don't can't afford it. Yeah. Um, or choose not to. But um, – and then when my brother suffered a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. I got really into nutrition from a healing perspective. Yeah. And that's where um, I really started to dive into things deeper. Mm -hmm. And you went to school for it, right? You ended up going back to school? Yeah. So last year, which was was about four months after I lost my job that I moved out to Boulder for, and uh, my partner died tragically in a car accident. Mm -hmm. And so my world was just totally blown open, and... I was fortunate enough to be able to allow myself a couple months to just process and be with grieving and just, like, understanding what life looked like now Mm -hmm. to me. Um, And I went to visit some family friends for lunch one afternoon. And on the drive back, I was driving back in the Flatirons. It was beautiful. And we had just had such an incredible conversation over lunch. And um, one of the guys at lunch had just got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and he was really bummed out and overwhelmed with this diagnosis and Mm -hmm. didn't know he was like my life as like, like, what am I going to do? And I was like, totally understand how mind bending getting a diagnosis like that is. But here's the really cool thing. That's information for you. Mm -hmm. Like your body is screaming at you right now. And what's awesome is if you do really slow down and listen there's so much you can do just from a holistic perspective through dietary and lifestyle changes that you can totally reduce and eliminate a lot of your symptoms mm. through food. And it was on my way home after that because he was like, how do you know all this? I was like, oh, I've just been interested in it. And I called up on my way home. I was like, this is enough. Like, I, I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do this. I've just been too scared. Mm-hmm. Like staying in a corporate job was more comfortable it was safer Mm -hmm. um but it just became very choiceless for me and after losing Angus and just really having such a close experience of how short life really is I was like fuck the shoulds yeah 
I'm going to do what I want to do Yeah. that I know that I love to do and that I'm passionate about. And I called up the Nutritional Therapy Association and asked them um, where their programs were that year Mm -hmm. and if they had any openings. And there was two spots left for their Denver location. That's pretty crazy, though, that there was even, like, something close to you. Or is that not that crazy? No, it is. Because they switched the locations. Yeah. And it was just in, you know, in my past life I was like I if I had a was contemplating anything like that mm-hmm. in terms of what I should do for work or anything like even really silly decisions I would you know survey my closest friends and family right and you didn't be like happen with anyone on this I didn't tell anyone oh that's cool I was that's just, like just very telling I was it was so clear to me yeah I told everyone after the fact I was like, yeah. hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. going to school. I'm starting this program. It starts. At, it started in three weeks. Mm. Um, and here we are. Here we are. So the guy that you were talking about with the mm. rheumatoid arthritis and listening to your body. So I kind of just thought – I talked to Kate about this, and I thought it would be beneficial just because I want to be you know, transparent with you guys about what's going on with me. I'm totally fine. Um, but I reached out to Kate, what was it, like two weeks ago or something, three weeks ago? Yeah, um, a month ago, I don't I know. I think it was almost a month, maybe. Yeah, so I have been just, like, extremely tired, um, having a hard time keeping my energy levels up to the point where it's, like, it's very noticeable and it, um, it affects my life in a big way. You know, by 3 or 4 p.m., I'm, like, I could go to bed. I'm ready for bed, and that feeling is pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, and also I have, this is new to me, but I have this tendency to eat every two hours. It's always been kind of my family joke of like, Oh, you better have snacks if she's around. Cause like I get really lightheaded. And I just thought that that was just like who I am essentially. Yeah. And like that people graze and that's fine. And Kate recently shared with me that like, that's a total blood sugar imbalance. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll go. We, no. Yeah. And you were just saying that like, my adrenal fatigue, I'm, like, borderline. You're on the – you're close. Your adrenals are definitely taxed right yeah. now. And if you weren't to reach out and to – if you were to continue to just, like, go – Do what I'm doing. Do what you're doing, you would be walking yourself right into adrenal fatigue. Which yeah. happens so frequently. And So can you explain what that is for people who might not know? Because I do think, like you said, it, like you were about to say, and I cut you off, but, like, that is a very common – I think it's a lot of the world who's going, going, going and not taking proper care of themselves nutritionally. Yeah, and even just with blood sugar dysregulation, Mm -hmm. a lot of people think or are just so – we're so busy. Yeah. Like being busy has been glorified. It's like, oh, you're so busy and you're so stressed, so does that mean you're important? You're so successful. And like you're doing everything right. Yeah, right. Um, And so our baseline gets really – funky Mm -hmm. because we're you know to your point that you shared earlier it's like oh like this is just who I am like it's okay like Mm -hmm. and born this way or or, yeah and it's okay like I'll I'll feel better tomorrow or whatever Mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing is is you don't have to feel like that yeah and the reason you're so exhausted late afternoon with blood sugar dysregulation is your body is working so hard throughout the entire day to balance that I mean, your pancreas, your liver, and your adrenals are going in overdrive all day long. And those dips, why you have to eat every two hours, or feel, you know, like you get lightheaded, you get a little shaky, mm-hmm. you get irritable. 
that's your body being like, oh, I need more sugar. Mm. You know, your blood sugar is dropping so low and that's, but that's also your exerting so much of your energy to digesting all day long. Yeah. Cause in an ideal world, I, you know, I think that we should really only be eating three meals a day. Yeah. If that, you know, with like a snack. If you yeah. Need, I if mean, you depending on your physical activity and, yeah. um, you know what you're doing. There's so many people who say like, what is it? Six small meals. Yeah. That's and like, this is the thing about nutrition and this whole space Yeah, is so many people do say that a lot of people like intermittent fasting is really big right now. Yeah. Um, you know, paleo feels so last year. Keto is like the thing yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I tell my clients is, and one of the things that I really truly believe in is we don't need to label ourselves. We don't need to put ourselves in a box that I am vegan. I am vegetarian. I am plant-based. I am flexitarian. I am mm-hmm. keto. I mean, the laundry list goes on. But, like, what does that even mean? And why are you really doing that? Mm-hmm. Are you doing that because it feels good when you eat that way? Are you doing that because it's all over social media and in every magazine that you look at that that's what you should be doing? Mm-hmm. Or you're bored and you need a new challenge? Yeah. That's why I became vegan all those years ago. I was like, I'm bored. Truly. Yeah. How did you feel? I felt really – well, we talked about this, about what happens because you were like – you. I mean, people can really not – It's the one – It's so hard to sustain. And I hit five years and I was like – so I kept getting the flu and colds and I was like sleeping all the time, adrenal fatigue kind of like just my body was so tired. Your body is just really depleted. Yeah. Um, because it's really, really hard to sustain, like to yeah. get all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that yeah. you need on a vegan, on a strictly vegan diet. Yeah. And there's no judgment. We have no yeah. judgment. We're not like saying it's, that's the whole point of this is like nothing is right or wrong. Mm-mm. It's just the intention behind it. Right. And, and why some people, and I, I mean, especially here in Boulder, I have a lot of friends, um, a handful that mm-hmm. are vegans and they do great with it mm-hmm. and like more power to you mm-hmm. if that works for you. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the work that I do with clients is stripping away all the labels and stripping away, you know, the good food versus bad food, mm-hmm. calorie counting, all of that. I mean, I have been there. I've lived through all of it. Mm-hmm. I had really disordered eating when I was in college and tried to get, you know, to the smallest that I could be because mm-hmm. I felt like that was what health, you know, and vitality equated to the number on the scale and how big, I, how, you know, what size my pants were. Yeah. What the fuck is that noise? Yeah. Also, pant sizes fluctuate no matter where you go. <laughs> I have like larges in my closet. I have XL in my closet and I have extra small. So riddle me that. It makes no sense. Fashion industry. Yeah. The fast fashion industry. Yeah. Um, Can we talk a little bit more about like, so let's say that a client comes to you and says, I want you to create me a meal plan and I want it to be under 1600 calories or whatever, yada, yada. How would you approach that? Because I know that's not your philosophy. So what would be the work there or what would you... Do so, instead. I mean, for someone who like really wants to lose weight or, and it's not really about like feeling better. It's more about like, ultimately like my first like knee jerk reaction is that's probably not going to be a good client match yeah. for me. Like yeah. we're not going to be aligned Yep. because the perspective and like the, where they're coming at everything from doesn't align with me. Mm-hmm. 
I would like to work with people to heal, help them heal and yeah. to help them feel better. Yeah. And naturally when you heal yourself and you become less inflamed and your energy is great and all of that falls into place, you are where you're supposed to be within your body in terms of weight and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But if that's your driving reason and if you want a strict meal plan that's X amount of calories, whatever that is, I wouldn't just turn them away. I would try and have a conversation and unpack that with them Mm -hmm. because that's where the whole spirituality piece comes in a lot um, based on the work that I've done and what I share with my clients is if we can have a conversation around that and understand why they think they may need that, but they're Mm -hmm. open to something else, then that's worth exploring. Yeah. But if they're going to be super rigid or that's their desire that they think that rigid of a plan is what they need. Right. And there's no negotiating around that. That's not the right client for me because Mm -hmm. that type of rigidity and being super, um, you know, like boxed into whatever plan or program they're looking for that they think that they need to me is not sustainable. And it really disconnects you Mm -hmm. from your relationship with your body. Yeah. You're blocking it. Cause it's like, you're eating this because the the plan says I have to, mm-hmm. and I need that, you know, whether it's macros or cal- whatever it is, rather than slowing down and being like, what does my body need? Just, I mean, and don't get me wrong. If you've got autoimmune issues or like some sort of acute course. health issue, there's elimination diets and things like that that are incredibly powerful. Yeah. And I use those with clients, but right. if it's just from like a weight loss perspective. I think that's so interesting because I've always been really hard on myself when it's come to like... I've tried juice cleanses. I've tried um, meal plans. Like I've had personal trainers like for the better portion of my adult life um, in which comes with meal plans, right? Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting that I've just like I, I guess like since you and I have had our friendship is that I've realized that I've never been able to hold those commitments. Like I've never finished a juice cleanse. I've always gone off a meal plan and I've gotten really frustrated with it. And then I'll do this like dirty dance of like, you suck at commitment. You have no willpower. First of all, I'm a projector and our willpower sucks. That doesn't make us bad. It's just, that's not how we're designed. We are so intuitive and we're supposed to flow. Right. And that was the thing is that I was like, I would look at this meal plan and be like, this does not feel correct. But because someone, I I use quotes in power or like someone who, knows nutrition again with quotes um Mm -hmm. gave me this this is what's going to make me feel my my best right when really I was just like I had that negative thought pattern around the food I was putting in my body because I was like this is what's supposed to make me feel better I don't even like what I'm eating there's no relationship to this food on my plate right I hate I don't want to just drink liquid (laughs) you don't I'm I'm starving (laughs) So it's really interesting for anyone out there who might have that same thought process of like, I suck at this or I have no self-control or, you know, I've never been able to finish a cleanse or follow a meal plan. Perhaps that's just not for you. Right. Listen to yourself. Yeah. And like being able to really, truly eat intuitively. Yeah. I want to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing too is, you know, sometimes when we're so rigid in any aspect of our life, whether it's food, exercise, work, schedule, routine. Yeah. That type of high intensity, just like, nope, non-negotiable. This yeah. is what I'm doing. I'm going to go. And there's no slowing down, tuning in. Yeah. That's stress. Yeah. On our bodies. 
Stress on, is stress, which increases our cortisol, which taxes our adrenals, mm-hmm. which totally hinders our ability to absorb and digest anything that we're putting in our mouth, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. And which is where that, like we talked about yesterday, it's like, it's all about softening. Yeah. Softening around all of that. Mm-hmm. And to really start to slow down and tune into your body and listen to it. Because oftentimes you will be surprised yeah. with what you hear. And regardless of what anybody tells you, whether it's something on social media or an article that you read or mm-hmm. something in a magazine or on TV or wherever you're coming across that information that's external, mm-hmm. if you're really tuned in to your body and you're like, I feel really good. My energy's great. I'm mm-hmm. sleeping good. I'm able to – my mental clarity is crisp. Mm-hmm. Everything's clear. Any of that external noise doesn't matter. Yeah. And trust whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I've always been programmed to believe that like high vigorous workouts are what you need to be your healthiest or your thinnest. um, And that, you know, eating a certain way, not having carbs, whatever, all those things. What's so interesting is last, I would say starting in January is when I got really into bar. Mm. um, And that was all I was doing. And I was prioritizing sleep so much because I, this was a season of going inward Mm -hmm. um, and getting out of like a heartbreak. So it was like, I just needed to sleep and take care of myself. And I was eating intuitively. I was eating what felt good and know that at the time was not bags of chips by any means. (laughs) But like what I started to notice was that I got not my thinnest, I got my healthiest where I was like, my clothes just like, came on. They weren't getting too baggy. They weren't too tight. It was just, it was like Goldilocks. Like it was literally, <laughs> everything was like just right. And mm-hmm. I had this thought at one point, I remember I saw a picture of myself and I was like, how did I do that? Because all like of my past was having a trainer and working out like five days a week and like eating a meal plan ish. Yeah. Um, and I would like the way that I looked, but there was always a piece missing mm-hmm. of like, I feel constricted by this. I feel like if I skip a day it's all that's You've wrong. You've it all. Yeah. Where yeah. it was like I got into this groove of figuring out what works for me. And for me is slow movement and slow workouts and nine hours of sleep and eating what feels good to my body. Mm-hmm. And that's when I feel my best. And right now I'm not feeling my best. We talked about this. I was so open with you where mm-hmm. I was like I'm in a gnarly routine of like watching way too much TV and then just going to bed. I have a TV in my room. Mm -hmm. That happened with like, I feel like (laughs) I blacked out and went to the store and bought a TV for my room. And I'm just kind of eating what, what will be the opposite of not eating intuitively? Cause it's like, I know what I'm putting in my mouth and it sounds good. I I also know that I did. Yeah. And you're not inspired. Totally. Which like, when you're appreciating the food. Right. And like this morning when I was like, can I make you, snack or whatever it was really I guess more like lunch yeah and you're like oh can you (laughs) then you're like it's too pretty to eat and I was like no that's part of it Mm -hmm. like to be really inspired by like the colors and like what Mm -hmm. you're creating and to put it on a beautiful plate and to sit down and to really just like take a breath and be like I'm so psyched to eat this Mm -hmm. it's beautiful I'm grateful for it and not to sound cheesy but even like with the flake salt like that you sprinkle on stuff it like took I was eating it differently. Like, I was eating the cucumber with the flake salt differently. I'm like, the flake salt feels so awesome. Mold on for days. This tastes incredible. 
Yeah. yeah, it makes you kind of just like, and I know, again, that probably sounds silly to some people, but it's real. Like, that I'm a normal human being, and that flakes all on the cucumber. <laughs> I was like, oh, it, like, made me pause and really appreciate, like, every every bite of that plate. And that was salt. I, it was salt. I'm freaking out <laughs> over salt. I'm in a relationship with salt. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and it's incredible. And when you are able to slow down mm-hmm. and to, you know, plate up whatever you're eating, mm-hmm. And sit at a table and to really take a minute to be like, wow, yeah. how grateful am I that I get to eat this meal, whatever yeah. it is, and be in a parasympathetic, parasympathetic state of mind. I always yeah. botch that word. Um, <laughs> but that's when we are most optimal in terms of being able to digest our food. And the other piece about that, too, is even if um, – you know, unless you have, like I said before, like an autoimmune disease or there's you, allergies or things like that, that like you really do need to be rigid and, mm-hmm. um, around, I think there's definitely, I mean, sometimes that's life or death, Yeah, you know, so absolutely. I'm not trying to say that like, Oh, just, you know, yeah. have whatever. But if you, you know, for me, I know that I don't feel the best when I eat a ton of gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just gluten, but just like carbs in general. And I love, don't get me wrong. Like I love me some pasta and I love all of that, but it often sometimes just like weighs me down. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in an argument with it before I even make it, Mm -hmm. I'm setting myself up to fail Totally. in like an energetic way because those negative thoughts about that food, whether it's good or bad Mm -hmm. creates toxicity yeah. In our bodies that weighs us down. Well, and it gets energy. Yeah. And so if we're already like, oh, this is good or bad or like that's why the whole like cheat day thing, don't get behind that. I don't. Yeah. There's no such thing as a cheat day. Yeah. Like whatever you're eating, like choose that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like ice cream. You're like, you know what? Like I love that I'm with people that I love and we're going to go get a beautiful – Ice cream yeah. cone or whatever. Like last night with our three slices of pizza. Yes. You're like, this is great. Of course I'm going to eat this third slice of pizza. Yeah. And it was delicious. It was. And we were having incredible conversation. And, and I felt great after it. Like, I honestly, I did. Yeah. I didn't feel like weighed down or like, and no. wake up going like, oh, I need to go run because I just had three slices of pizza. Right. I really and didn't. Yeah. How if you really just appreciate and have like deep gratitude for whatever is on your plate mm-hmm. and you're just like, yes, I am so psyched to be eating this. Mm-hmm. It's so freeing. Yeah. And energetically, your body knows what to do with it. Yeah. It'll absorb whatever nutrients it can and then process the rest. I have a question about that subject when it comes to alcohol. I mm. have a theory and I wonder if I'm just making it up. But there have been times where I've had too much to drink mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, in my 30s, so hangovers are the real deal. But I can look at certain patterns mm-hmm. and notice that, like, I will have – so to me, a lot to drink for me is, like, if I have more than three glasses of wine, bye. Like, I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. Right. You know, and, like, yesterday we – had like a couple cocktails before dinner and then had at dinner what I had a cocktail and like two and a half glasses of wine like I'm not embarrassed I'm on vacation (laughs) but that's another piece of it like it was just like I was having so much fun like socializing with you and just like enjoying these cocktails this wine um and I woke up feeling you woke up early today I woke up early I woke up 
feeling amazing. And that's not the only time that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are times where I'm drinking when I don't really want to, but I'm drinking to like, oh, be social because I think that I have to, or other people are drinking. So like I'm joining in, even though I really don't want to, mm-hmm. is that kind of the same? Do you think that there's something behind that? And then like, I'll wake up feeling like complete shit the next day. If you're drinking because you don't want to. Yeah. Is and that like, like a little hokey or is that, is that true? I mean, I think it's, I think it's along the same lines of just, you know, being intuitive with your choices. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday we didn't, we weren't like, oh my God, let's get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That might've sounded bad. And I'm like, we have like three cocktails. I went out to dinner. No, that's not at all how it was. But, um, and, and if it was, that would be okay. But it wasn't that. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was the whole thing around alcohol too, is if your detoxification pathways are open mm-hmm. and you're in a good place and you're doing it intentionally, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Do I think that your body is going to process that in a much better way? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Scientifically. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it also could come down to how hydrated are you and how much have you eaten? Yeah. There's like, you know, a lot at play. It's just been a lot of weird patterns for me in that way. But I think it has to do with, um, it's all about, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the intentionality around it all. Mm-hmm. And that's even, like, what we were talking about when we were talking about seasons of, like, not drinking or whatever, where I went, like, almost th- two and a half months. I was going to say three months. Yeah, three months. months. Yeah. Of not drinking. And it was so easy mm-hmm. because that intention and that, like, my intuition truly didn't want that. Like, I wasn't doing it to get skinny. I wasn't doing it to, like try a challenge it was just like nope this is not for me in the season of life right now whereas if right now if someone was like or if I tried to tell myself I'm not gonna drink for a week that would feel so annoying yeah because I'm really enjoying like red wine and mm-hmm. you know with people that I love um but on that flip side too if like someone's like let's go to a bar and like someone try if someone tries to give me a shot I mean since 23 I'll be like I do not do that yeah because my connection to that <laughs> little cup is like nope I am not gonna process that in a good way um, I have a friend that calls shots mini cocktails. Mini cocktails. <laughs> that go straight to your bloodstream. That oh, often lead to bad decisions. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I think alcohol is a really interesting conversation in that yeah. In that way, especially with the pressure of, you know, not, well, I think often not doing it for you. Right, yeah. and that's where it's like, to tune in, like, do you really want that? Yeah. Do you want that glass of wine? Do you want that cake? Why do you want it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And asking yourself those questions. Yeah. And also being okay to be like, I'm not drinking right now. Yeah. Like, thanks, but like, and not feeling like you have to defend that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there's so many ways around navigating that, but I do think that like a lot of things, food, alcohol, exercise, yeah. all of it has to do like the, where you're going to optimize all of it Yeah, is to tune into what your body really wants, like what you really want. And that's what I love about your approach too, is that it's, First of all, it's, like, so non-judgmental at all. Yeah. And everything is about, like, like that question of, like, why do you want it? I'm not judging your answer. Just tell me why. Like, yeah. I want to hear you say it mm-hmm. and, like, say it from your core. Why do you want it? Mm-hmm. Um, like, are you feeling a void? Yeah. I mean, are you, honestly, like, are you bored? Yeah. Are you dehydrated? Yeah. And that's where the whole spirituality piece comes into play a lot with a lot of my clients, too, because ultimately – it's not even about the food. Right. It's not about whatever it is on the plate yeah. or in your cup. We are, you know, we've all, most of us have grown up in a society that like conditions us to have a lot of emotional attachment around food. Mm-hmm. And 
we can be, you know, self-soothing and stress or emote, like whether it's good or bad emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and to really just pay attention to that yeah. so that it's not this subconscious choice making that happens. Yeah. That it's really intentional. Yeah. And like we talked about yesterday, like with the trying to regulate your blood sugar and get you on a, in a more optimal place, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you'll never be able to have oatmeal again. Yeah. But like, would I recommend eggs and avocado and greens right now for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. But you were still like, but if you're going to eat oatmeal, here, just do these little tweaks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. add some collagen to it. Add, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, for me, is the first time where I felt like, oh, I can do this because I'm not essentially changing anything. Like, I still get to eat food that I love. It's just I'm also putting foods with each other that maybe I wouldn't have thought or being generous with, like, a certain food group or, like, you know, I don't know. I think that's just a really – I feel like I can breathe yeah. thinking of that process. It doesn't feel constricting. It feels like you get to learn something new, mm-hmm. right? And you still get to eat all the foods that you like, but just in different in different ways. Right. I and guess. to and like one of the things too from a mindset perspective that mm-hmm. I tell, we talked about this yesterday and I tell many of my clients this, is when I make, you know, based on the nutritional assessment questionnaire that we do mm-hmm. and then the in-depth interview and the food journal and like that whole initial intake. Mm-hmm. And then I take all that information and totally go into like super deep dive, analyze it. And that's how I come up with your recommendations mm-hmm. and like protocols. Mm-hmm. And to rem- like if I'm saying to you, can I use your example? Of course, yeah. Um, Okay, so we really need to increase protein. We need to increase fat to better stabilize your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. What's that going to look like? And we talked about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have that, because in the beginning, it's not, unfortunately, yeah. it's not going to switch overnight. Yeah. It's going to take time and it's going to take consistent um, repatterning of all of this mm-hmm. to get your body to a more optimal place. And in those moments where you're having, um, cravings or and you really want the sugar whether it's candy or it's I mean you know what your go-to like you know the trail mix with the M&M's the little chocolate man yeah kryptonite um so when you want that rather than be like oh I can't have that yeah this and like because that's like naturally like anything like when we were little like oh you know you can't do that it's Mm -hmm. like naturally we want to do it more oh you can't have that like naturally we're gonna want our cravings are gonna go through the roof right and to just remind yourself that you're actually not depriving yourself. You're choosing yourself and your health. Yeah. And it's not a long-term, I can never have sugar again. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And we like we talked about it. I was like, don't even have the trail mix in your house for the next month. Yeah. Totally. Like, enjoy your birthday week. Yeah. Celebrate like you deserve to be celebrated and honor whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Flank steak. Yes. <laughs> Flank steak. Um and then for the next month, like, just have those things that you know are your go-to crutches. Yeah. When cravings hit, don't even have them in your cupboard. Like, out of sight, out of mind. It really is. You know? Or being like, I remember that with drinking, too, in the very beginning when I was going through that season of not drinking. In the, be- in the very beginning, it was a little weird, I think, because it it's habitual for me to have, like, a and glass like of And, like, socially, everyone's something. like, yeah. let's go grab a drink. So I just stopped buying it. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is that, like, when I would be like, ooh, I'm, I kind of want, like, a glass of red. I'm like, well, it's not here, so I'm certainly not going to, like, go, to go change and, like, go to the store. No, I don't want it that bad. Ultimately, I hope that that's what happens with 
My oh. sweet tooth. I blame my dad so hardcore for my sweet tooth. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun little challenge. Well, and like when you have those cravings, talk to him. Yeah, so true. He, yeah, he'd be like, go get the M&M's, baby. <laughs> go get them. You deserve them. It's like, yeah, but I'll get them yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's not like a permanent you're, you're forever without. No. Yeah. It's so good. That's such helpful information. And one other thing that I would love to talk about that is really important to me around all things food is how, um, you know, whether even just like as a nutritionist, that food is, you know, it's protein, it's fat, it's fiber, it's, you know, there's calories in it, there's vitamins, there's minerals. And when we look at it like through that microscope and that lens, that's when things can get, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole really fast. And that for me, one of the things that I also love to talk about with my clients is food is so much more than that. It's tradition, it's culture, it's connection, it's shared experience. Like one of my favorite things to do and like most, I think that comes out of me so naturally in terms of showing love and showing up for others Mm -hmm. is through food Mm -hmm. and having people over for dinner and making a meal and like that whole experience mm-hmm. going to the farmer's market or the grocery store, or wherever I'm going to go to source whatever I'm going to make and setting a beautiful table and cooking it with so much love and intention to share that. Mm-hmm. What's another example? That's though, the most like, delicious food. I don't like to cook. It's not like that enjoyable for me. It feels stressful to me. So yeah. like, what would you say to someone who's like, cause I feel the love when you feed me, that is real. Like I feel that. And it actually does make me enjoy the food in a different way. So like that's true and that's working for both mm-hmm. parties involved. But what would you say for someone like me who's like, I appreciate food and I'm grateful that I have it and to eat it, but like that's not a natural thing for me to yeah. get in the kitchen and cook and host. Like I'm not – Yeah. It's not really in my DNA. No offense, mom. So like what <laughs> – It's in hers, not mine. So what would you say for someone like that? So I would say like don't force yourself to become – you know, Martha Stewart mm-hmm. in terms of hosting mm-hmm. um, and throwing a dinner party would be super stressful for oh, yeah, you. That sounds like my or nightmare. a cocktail party or whatever it would yeah. be. Like, yeah. So that's not something that you're going to gravitate to and don't do that. Yeah. But just in terms of your day to day and how I would encourage you to just kind of reframe cooking, mm-hmm. make it more of an experience. And it's just, it's a way of showing up for yourself. It's, yeah, that's true. It's taking whatever food you're making yeah. and creating a beautiful meal for yourself. Yeah. So rather than look at it as a chore, it's an opportunity to show yourself a, a form of self-love. Mm, that's true. And even like creating an ambiance of where you're cooking. And where you're eating. Yeah. Like we constantly are eating like in our cars, on our couch, yep. standing up at our counter. Yep. Oh, I'm a huge counter eater. Because mm. it's just me. Yeah. You know? Totally. That's so true. Like, dust off my dining room table. Yeah. And set a beautiful space for you. Yeah. And honor that meal and yourself. Yeah. In that experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's like one of the things that I often struggle with too with clients. I hate to cook and I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. I've been so guilty of that. Like, time is everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We always make and create time for yeah. what's important to us. Exactly. It's prioritizing. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody once say, you know, meditation is like brushing our teeth. Mm-hmm. We just should not leave the house until we do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. 
Was that Oprah? No, I well, no, I don't think so. Yeah. It was on um, Mark Hyman's podcast. I forget mm. who it was though. It's true. Yeah, we'd and be better humans if we did that. Can you imagine if we'd everybody? Be, no, they can't. <laughs> yeah, it's so much more be, tolerable. Exactly, but and that's and that's what you have to ask yourself. Like those yeah. are the questions yeah. that I love to unpack with people. Why don't you think that is important, or why don't you think you have time? Yeah, and yeah, because what are you doing with your day? Tell me what your day looks like then. Why and sure, I work with a lot of working moms with kids, and they have a ton going on. Yeah. But that's where things like meal prepping and just like taking a little bit of time and having a little bit of intentionality around it mm-hmm. can be such a game changer. Mm, I just thought of something where my sister, um, you know, she's a beautiful single mother of three mm, under under seven now. Yeah. yeah. And um, excuse me, eight. Happy birthday, Soren. <laughs> and um, she has started – she was always like, I just don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Um which I totally respect being a new single mom. Of course. She now well, gets that's them, real. That's real. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love this example is that now she gets them involved. Mm-hmm. They are a part of the cooking process. And not only is that so fun for them, it's so fun for her. And it's and helpful. They are at the right age, you know. Exactly. And they went to Waldorf school for a while, so River knows, like, how to use a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Cut bread and all that stuff. But – it's just like has totally shifted the dynamic of being super stressful mm-hmm. to like, oh, this is really enjoyable. We're cooking out of River's little cookbook. And it's a you shared know? experience it's that a they're shared experience. all learning from. They're all doing something. And they actually, for moms who have kids, I'm not a mother, but I've witnessed this with them. Mm-hmm. They actually get empowered. A, empowered, super excited about the food. They love what they're eating so much more. And they're less agitated waiting for dinner. It's like you don't have that whole what can be stressful is the poor parent trying to cook the dinner because they have hungry kids. Totally. There's no time. I just need something super fast. Right. Getting them involved and... And getting them involved at a young age. I mean, some of the work that I've done with the Empowered Young Souls group that I have, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were eight last year. They're nine now. Mm -hmm. But helping them understand how what we eat affects the way that we feel and what, you know, putting together a meal looks like Mm -hmm. and getting involved in the process... They love it. And they probably go home and be like, I want to do more of this. Yeah. 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 It's or fun. they might even want to do it themselves mm-hmm. for their family, which is really awesome. Totally. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone listened to the first episode that we recorded together. It was a really, really good one. It was really deep. We talk a lot about grief and just like the human experience overall. Um, but I really wanted Kate to share her work within nutrition because I really think it's special and it stands out. It's not... It's not what I think the average human is hearing about nutrition, and I think it's important just to have options and hear different points of view, and this is one that I just happen to really resonate with, Um, and I think for all of you who listen to this podcast, it might resonate with you too. Um, So you can sign up for Kate's monthly newsletter. The next one will be going out in October, so I really encourage you to head over to wholenourishsoul.com and sign up. Again, it's just one newsletter a month. I get it myself. I love the little nuggets that come in there. Um, and when you sign up, you'll also get your free PDF of Kate's pantry staples and her grocery list, which let me tell you is a game changer. Now that I'm doing the work with Kate, that's been extremely helpful because I can kind of just freak out in the grocery store and be like, I have no idea. Yeah. It's like a I place have no to start. idea. Yeah. So, um, definitely snag those again. That's wholenursoul.com and your Instagram wholenursoul at wholenursoul. 
you're gonna fall in love with her so you were warned <laughs> thanks for coming back so soon thank you for having me back yeah love you girl love you